welcome to Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world. We're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And we're here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m. with a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. Uh, and we are streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. We are uh, podcasting on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and so many other locations on the Internet. And folks are reposting. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, we're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. By the way, with the podcast, which is just the audio, we have over 85,000, I think it's 800 listens since January 1 of 2018. Now, uh, the one thing that I have noticed is that in just the last 12 months, we've had more than double the number of listeners to the programs than in all of the time prior from month 13th back to January 2018. So uh, the audience is growing. We're up to a whopping 80 subscribers on YouTube. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't care what the number is. I just want you to be notified when a new program is posted so that you can listen to it and pass it on and all of those good things. Uh, we also want you to participate in the decade of perfect vision. We're going to kind of talk about that, going within and listening to that still small voice. That's right. That's kind of where we'll be coming from today. And then if you would like to support us financially, we would be so gratefully appreciative of that. Uh, every penny goes into uh, this program, whether it's the web hosting uh, or, the, the, you know, just the posting of this and doing that and the other and so on and so on. Uh, we've got a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. So any amount is gratefully uh, received. And uh, we really do appreciate those who have helped and those who will help. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. With that, we're going to jump into our program today. <clears throat> and uh, we're going to talk about, this is a rather interesting title, ladies and gentlemen. 911 from your soul. Yes, what is your emergency? Well, we're going to find out what it is with our very special guest and the author, Janine Thompson. JanineThompson.net is the website. And Janine, thank you so much for joining us here on the program and uh, for being our 911 operator, taking those <laughs> phone calls and uh, helping people to, um, I don't know, uh, you know, find resolution to their, their issue, their challenge, if you will. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. I'm delighted to be with you and your listeners, Richard. I know that 911 uh, from your soul, interesting title. Uh, and a lot of times, because I can attest to this, uh, that a lot of times that's kind of what we get. We get this emergency call saying you need to whatever it is. I mean, I, I have been in situations uh, that where I know what my brain, my personality, I guess you might say my ego center wants to do. I know what it wants to do. But there's this other message that's coming through louder, interestingly enough, that says, no, you need to do this. Whether it's in a relationship, whether it's having to do with finances, sometimes if it just has to do with travel. Um, matter of fact, I remember <clears throat> my wife and I were traveling, my second wife here, and uh, we're traveling up to uh, Yosemite back in, uh, what was it, uh, 2016, 2016, and we got on a, a, f a highway, a freeway, uh, in the early afternoon as we're heading north, we were probably halfway there, maybe three quarters, and the traffic was just ridiculous. I mean, you know, I say, okay, <clears throat> get off at the next off ramp. Just, I don't care how you do it. Just get off. And we did. And I recalibrated uh, the GPS. And the next thing you know, we are having the most incredible stress-free drive through farm fields. And we came across, I didn't even know it was out there. We came across what apparently were the water cooling towers of a nuclear power plant. I don't know if it was still in business or if that's actually what it was, but it was, it took longer, but it didn't matter. It was beautiful. So tell us about how, how this whole aspect of specifically, specifically of 
the whole aspect of 911 from your soul. Sure. So maybe we could start out first with how I define a 911. So I view a 911 as one of the greatest invitations in your life, but it's masquerading in the details of persistent yearning or restlessness that something's off or missing, challenge or crisis. And usually people are being asked to change radically, shift some aspect of their familiar identity. And the distinction with the 911 is that there's this magnetic pull inward. And you are invited to reconnect and re-remember parts of yourself that you've lost sight of along the way, or perhaps that you never even knew existed. Oh. And uh, at the core of a 911 is the search for what is sacred. What is sacred within you, around you, and beyond you? Could we change out the word sacred? I mean, that's a great word. Don't don't get me wrong. Maybe change that out also for, for what is holy? You sure can. I mean... What is uh, holy? And I don't know why, I, I but it just kind of came to mind. It's like, okay, sacred I like, but holy, um, precious, and so on and so forth. I, I was just going to say, it's it will be so individualized. So for all the listeners, they're going to have their word. Is it sacred? Is it holy? Is it precious? But at the end of the day, there's this uh, inward journey where you're called back to your inner genius or your soulful self. And you got to decide in your health or your relationships or finance, whatever it might be, Mm -hmm. um, how you're going to reset your life so you can actually live a greater possibility of who you came here to be. You know, it's interesting because um, where, uh, where we live right now, which is uh, here in Santa Barbara, there is a highway, Highway 154, Old San Marcos Pass. <clears throat> we live at the top, at the summit, on a piece of property that we rent. Now, we don't rent the entire 10 acres per se. But obviously, we have access to it all, but this little cottage on maybe a, an acre and a half, two acres uh, in terms of the immediate surroundings. Mm-hmm. And the property is going up for sale. And we're sitting here thinking, well, we've been here 16 years. We love it up here. And we'd like to buy it because we want to turn it into uh, an animal sanctuary, a rescue center. Uh, There's a building. There's a Quonset hut that could be converted into a sort of a veterinary center. There are garages that could be converted into stalls for horses or other livestock. I mean, there's just plenty of room for a lot of this kind of thing. There's certainly a lot of work to create that. But <clears throat> I'm just sitting here thinking, well, if I could get a hold of a nonprofit uh, that, that would be interested in buying this property, there, there, there's actually a selfish motive involved. I don't want to move. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to move. Um, but then again, whoever does buy the property... Uh, we don't know what they're going to want to do. They may want to keep us on to look after the property for them, you know, and that kind of thing. So we'll see. But it's like I can feel inside that, yeah. And so I just, I'm just putting the word out. So I'm putting the word out to you. I'm putting the word out to our listeners. Hey, if that's something that you can help us with, or you know someone who would be interested in doing, um, you can touch base with me by sending an email to TMYS, tell me your story, TMYS at richarddugan.com. But it's like that little voice inside. It's like that, and it's not even, I'm going to say it's not even a voice sometimes when I think about this. It's more, not so much of an emotional feeling, but a feeling, yeah, this is, whether it happens or not, this is what you want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. putting the energies into, let's try to secure this space up here. Yeah, I think sometimes, Richard, we just have these knowings and we can't, we might not have the facts, we might not have all the information, but there is this knowing 
radiating inside of our beings that I need to explore this. We need to explore staying here, whether it's helping the animals or through a nonprofit or however the wisdom of life may present itself. It's a listening to that whisper that this is special to us and uh, we need to explore it. JanineThompson.net is the website and it's 911, uh, 911 from your soul. Stillness, the often underestimated vital practice for self-discovery and relationships. The question I have for you folks is, do you feel like you've lost yourself or your way amid the constant flow of information and busyness of modern life? And do you have a nagging feeling that something isn't quite right, is missing or disconnected? Or do you sense or know, maybe you know, that uh, some aspect of your life your relationships, your jobs, your finances, your health is no longer fulfilling, off course or dissolving. Uh, well, stay tuned because we're going to continue talking with our very special guest, Janine Thompson, here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and it's great to have our very special guest who has written a book called 911 From Your Soul. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Uh, and listen, listen, listen. I think one of the things, Janine Thompson, that I, I remember. Uh, Back in 1980, I want to say, I went through a program called LifeSpring. Uh, it's it's a, an off-growth, uh, outgrowth of EST. Uh, and um, I remember in one of the uh, exercises, they gave us this big, long, rectangular piece of construction paper and mm -hmm. a Sharpie, a black Sharpie. And they said, we want you to write down a significant something. And what came to me was, and this was when I was 20 years old, in uh, cursive, I wrote, I will listen to, next line, all block letters, and follow the promptings of my friend. That's what I call my still small voice. Yeah, I love it. And I used to say rather seriously, but I say more now facetiously, because I don't want people to get all bent out of shape over this. If you're going to listen but you're not going to follow the promptings, then why listen? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a legitimate question. Uh, you know what you know. You know what you hear. You know what you feel. You know the message you're getting. Would you say that the 911 from your soul is more exclusively for you personally and not, oh, Janine, uh, God just told me to tell you I, I heard that all 15 years that I worked for a Christian radio station back in the 80s and 90s. God told me to tell you. It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, I've got a, I've got a phone line. God yeah. can call me. Collect. I will accept the charges. You know, I don't need you now. I don't know about you, Janine. I've gone to mediums and psychics and intuitives and so forth, but I've gotten to the point now where I say, if I do go there, it's more to confirm what I already know. Just sort of a little outside oomph, you know, a little push there. Yeah. I don't go there. I don't go to them anymore because I've gotten to the point now where it isn't even a question of trusting. It's just, okay, there's the voice. Okay. And sometimes it's turn left, turn right. And I turn left or I turn right. Mm -hmm. So listen, I think we're all having to unlearn some paradigms we grew up with. We've been spoon fed from birth that the answers lie outside of us. Go to an expert, go to a guru, some religions, the, um, the answers or the wisdom is in the sky. It's beyond you. And, and I'm a beauty of the and girl. <laughs> Although I value, uh, best practices and, and going to different healers and readers and, whatever it might be, and I connect with my higher power, I have deeply come to believe that that vast intelligence, that wisdom, that creativity, it's all within us. It's not somewhere beyond us, unaccessible. We got to beg for it. We actually just need to still and focus our busy brain, those 70,000 thoughts that we have a day, or our propensity to focus on the outside world and come back to the inner core of our being mm. where our heart's intelligence will reveal the will of our soul. 
I've got a question for you. Now, only people who have uh, seen you or been to your website, maybe you've got some YouTube videos and so forth, uh, might have seen this. Uh, some uh, probably not. But I'm going to ask this question in regards to... <clears throat> you have a very vibrant lipstick. What color is it? <laughs> yes, it's my signature. It's fuchsia. That's fuchsia. Okay. I've never been uh, great at identifying colors. I'm not colorblind, but it's just there, there are so many different shades and hues and this and that. And then there are so many different names for those different shades and hues. You know, uh, like uh, periwinkle. Oh, no, that looks more purple. No, yeah. it's periwinkle. <clears throat> okay, fine. <laughs> what made you choose that color as your signature color? It, well, it's part of my energetic signature. So I'm also a Reiki master. I believe we all have predominant auras. Uh, fuchsias and violet are uh, two of my predominant uh, signature colors. So that's part of it. Another is I just like it. <laughs> I just like it. Well, I know that my Vedic astrologer uh, has told me that there are certain colors, uh, not lipstick, but colors that I should wear. Yes. And then there are certain principle. gems. What's that? Same principle, stones, colors. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, I remember I went through a phase. This was long before I ever met my Vedic astrologer. This was about, you know, and I've known him for probably 25 years. Uh, I, I remember, and maybe it was in school, but I went through several years of a brown phase. Everything I wore, it was it seemed like it was brown. Um, and now, uh, and, and, and then brown is very grounding. Yeah. Brown I must have needed it back then, mm -hmm. you know, uh, now, <clears throat> um, what's also interesting is not just colors, but also style, uh, for me, uh, when I lived in Phoenix, um, I think I'm trying to remember now I wore mostly, uh, I think t-shirts and that kind of thing, pullovers. Now, I still wear t-shirts, but when the weather cools down, I will re-dawn my long-sleeve shirts over a t-shirt, uh, you know, and, um, but right now, it's just, I just feel, you know, I'm just going to, but I like black, uh, you know, and obviously with the hat, too. Now, it looks a little brown in the video here, folks, uh, but that's my camera. I'm still working on getting a better camera, but uh, until then... So it's, uh, it's just real interesting how uh, we're led to all of these different aspects that assist us in, how shall we say it, in sort of um, supplementing or uh, a more sustainable life in terms of incorporating these different elements that help us maybe keep stay grounded like the brown for me or or a particular crystal or stone or a particular metal um i mean i i wear what is called a kavach that i have from my vedic astrologer and it has encoded on it i mean etched into it and it's a piece of i think it's a, it is a piece of silver uh, etched into it uh, um, all of the information regarding my chart nice so I'm also a Reiki master. When you learned about this energy, uh, how how did it how did it change your view of the concept, as I say, of healing? It turned my world upside down. So, in the best possible way. But for the first decade of my professional career, I was an evidence-based psychotherapist. So. I, you know, I was working with research protocols, treating obsessive compulsive disorder, panic disorder, the range of anxiety disorders. Mm -hmm. So any such talk at the time of energy or invisible intelligence within us, uh, quantum information, I simply considered woo-woo and I dismissed it. And uh, then I was a Fortune 50 executive. And again, we were quite external focused, best practices, leading edge, 
So I studied all of that. I'm a, I'm a nerd. I'm an avid reader and studier and explorer. But when I left my executive career, because I had my own restlessness and I was trying to figure out what the heck was going on in my life, because the details of my outside life looked really darn good. But inside, I kept saying, there's got to be something more to life. There's just got to be something more to life. And that period of being in the unknown, where I had lost my familiar identity, I had no plan, no clue, set me on a search and uh, led me to a yoga studio where I became a registered yoga uh, teacher. Uh, and it led me to uh, Master Reiki training. But that was the first time in my life, really, where I was brought inward to the power of the breath, to the power of the union of mind, body, and spirit. I hadn't been taught that in graduate school. Most of the outside world is an external focus. So this was life-changing for me. And um, I just fell in love with everything internal and soul. And uh, I knew I had to bring the power of love and this untapped potential to business. Cause I think business is the greatest change agent in the world and we need to elevate our humanity. JanineThompson.net is the website. 911 from your soul is the book. Janine Thompson is our guest here on tell me your story. I'm Richard Dugan and we're talking with Janine Thompson about the work that she is doing, uh, not only as a Reiki master, but also as an author. And, and I know you have a few other titles as well, but at the same time, one of the aspects that I learned about uh, when I was going through my Reiki mastership or mastery or classes was that the energy was not to be sent, and even if you could, it would not arrive as such, uh, with my personal intention. Mm -hmm. um, both my wife and I are Reiki masters. Uh, when we lived in Phoenix, my father's brother was uh, diagnosed with cancer. He was going through chemo and all that stuff, and we said we want to send him a, an absentee healing. So they gave us one of his pictures, and we sat down one evening and we sent an absentee healing. And uh, at his funeral, or shortly thereafter, my mother was sharing with us uh, what happened with him the days prior to his passing, uh, where he got his medications and he threw them across the wall. He was just so angry at the whole thing. Got in his wheelchair, he wheeled across the family compound or ranch to his son's, uh, son's cottage, went inside, and I guess they had a time of, of father-son closure, that kind of thing, and then he passed. And it, it has raised the question that I ask of everybody who deals in uh, uh, the healing modalities, the wellness modalities. Our energy, our Reiki, absentee Reiki healing was sent to him. But he died. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't question it because I understood. But most people would say, well, then it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Well, well, how do you know that it didn't work? And so it raises the question, Janine, what is healing then? If you're using this energy, and again, this is just one modality, mind you. Yeah. But if you're using this energy and you send it to this person, not to heal them from your perspective, but to allow them to do whatever it is they want with it. You've given them a gift and they can do with it what they will. Mm -hmm. Uh, so to me, that then sort of redefines what healing is. Absolutely. I, I don't think it's up to us as practitioners to define what the healing is. I think that we are used as vehicles of a higher power um, to uh, be a facilitator to whatever that individual needs. So maybe he got the greatest healing in he needed to let go and reconcile some of that anger. Maybe that was the healing that was intended. Mm. Maybe there was a level of peace and comfort he experienced beyond what was visible to us as the human eye. I just believe our role is to be used as an instrument 
And we need to trust that the receiver, the individual will know and their soulful self will know what they want to do with the energy and a higher power is also in play, um, you know, with guidance. So I believe that's beyond our uh, purview. Well, I, I know that uh, anytime I hear about a such particular situation, for example, my sister, who she had all kinds of issues throughout her entire life, starting out, uh, and I, 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 I say this uh, 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 almost chuckling to myself. My sister had asthma as a kid growing up, as a lot of kids did. What instrument do you think she took up in school? Well, it wasn't the violin. Yeah. It was the French horn. Well, I was just going to say, it requires a lot of, yeah. And I thought, wait a minute, who does that? You have trouble breathing and you're taking on a brass wind instrument? Come on. But anyway, she was great at it uh, and all of the stuff that she went through and through her entire life. And I was it was shared with me that not once during her lifetime with everything she went through, was she ever bitter? She never showed bitterness uh, to anyone. Yeah. How beautiful is that? Yeah. I believe, honestly, our souls know the way. Yeah. So that's a perfect example where. If we would have looked to the outside world, it would have said, take use the violin, you know, don't don't go for an instrument, a clarinet, a sax, a French horn, whatever it might be, that's going to require more controlled breath work. But but each and every one of our souls or our inner genius, whatever word you're comfortable with, knows the pathway. And she trusted that and she trusted the stepping stones on her pathway of life even though others might have thought at times, wow, tough things to go through are on, uh, you know, maybe unfair. Sometimes we ask why, but there was a stillness within her that trusted the brilliance of life. That's and I bet you the physiology uh, was helped. Her lungs were strengthened and that kind of thing, in oh, spite sure. of the fact that she still had to use an inhaler and this and that and the other thing and, and what. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's, it's quite interesting. There's another aspect, too. I had a gentleman on who had stomach cancer, and he had uh, the majority of his stomach removed. And we chatted about his book and the work that he's doing and helping other people and so on and so forth. But one of the things that I have learned <clears throat> over the uh, many years is to take a look at the more metaphysical, if you will, uh, or spiritual shall we say, reason behind a physical condition. And what was interesting in this conversation with him was he had never thought about that. But he started to talk about it in the context of, oh, well, when I was growing up as a kid, you know, we had lots of kids and, and I would eat really fast and this and that and the other thing. And, but, but he had never really connected uh, the, the, the stomach cancer and the removal of a good portion of his stomach to, you know, a lesson to be learned. Mm -hmm. um, it, that's, that might be another aspect of the healing modalities. Oh, it's absolutely. helping someone to get in touch with why they have it's not now knowing why doesn't change the situation physically biologically necessarily although it might uh but knowing why in this instance is like oh now i get it uh, okay and and yeah maybe that then that starts to change the vibration and so forth i i absolutely agree with you i think that for everything we experience physically in our body there is a spiritual underpinning, right? So for myself, I went through years of ulcerative colitis that was extraordinarily disruptive in my 20s. And it mirrored the, the issues I was having in my body. I wasn't processing my life. <laughs> I was, you know, moving too fast, on the go, not really taking care of myself. And I wasn't processing life. So, of course, my GI system also could not process 
efficiently and effectively. And I, and I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis. When I learned how to listen to my body and listen to the internal wisdom and address the spiritual issues, uh, the ulcerative colitis has been resolved for, gosh, decade, decade and a half almost. Mm. Now, yeah. I, I want to be cautious because sometimes like life is nuanced. In general, I think if we have tight shoulders in our physiology, it means we feel like we're carrying too much burden on our own. Like there is a corresponding physical presentation for mm -hmm. spiritual underpinnings. At the same time, I think sometimes people just get surprised and perhaps that was part of their life, their life path this time around in earth school. So. Mm. Well, life's greatest invitation for growth often masquerades as a, uh unease as we were as, as you were just talking about uh, yearning or challenges and uh, quietly or loudly the invitation can lead to a 911 from your soul title of her book uh, Janine Thompson's book is 911 from your soul that will ask or force you to make a radical shift as transformational coach Janine Thompson, our guest here on the program, a formal clinical psychotherapist. Oh, I love having psychotherapists on the program because I get free therapy and highly successful Formula 50, Fortune 50 executive explains in her new book, 911 from your soul. And you want to go to Janine thompson.net that's janine thompson.net and we are going to continue here on this program we call it tell me your story i'm richard dugan your host and it's really a pleasure to have janine thompson with us um can you really do nothing um can that really help you to discover your truth i uh and i guess that's what we what we've been talking about especially in the first part of the program about this aspect of stillness um, I had an experience just last night as of our conversation. Uh, we were sitting out on the porch and I never said anything to her, but my wife just kept talking and we're sitting out on the porch looking out at the, the trees and there were some deer. There were a couple of bucks and a female. I don't know if she was giving birth or what she was doing and some young, young deer. Uh, and they were just out there on the on the area in front of us and we're sitting up on the porch it's a raised porch uh, uh, screened in and I'm just trying to take in the scenery and not that there were any real sounds from them but nonetheless and she just kept talking and talking and talking and, and I'm not being critical of her but it was like I wanted to say could you be quiet please because I'm trying to be still and you're not helping <laughs> you know but at the same time, I know how she is if she gets criticized, you know, and that kind of thing. I mean, I might as well have, you know, if I was going to say that, I might as well, would you please shut up? And that would not go over well at all. Uh, so I just, I just waited. And eventually she did. She just did. Um, but that stillness, especially in nature, um, to me, nature is our greatest teacher, isn't she? I am a huge fan. That's where I wrote my book, In Nature. Got a bunch of pictures on my website uh, where I, I wrote. I saw that beautiful table. Yeah, it, it, was it was a miracle, actually. Yeah. So tell us about uh, your, shall we call it, your process in terms of writing because i would venture that you got you've got more books more uh stories to tell us uh to learn uh, to learn from uh and to glean from to help us to make it through our day-to-day -day lives yeah so my process of writing really does take place in a forest and it started out with a prayer i had prayed for a writing retreat and i thought i would go to the mountains go to the ocean. I wasn't sure it was where it was on the West Coast. And uh, one day I was with a neighbor who I had never walked with before or since. And she took me a block from my house. 
passed a dead end. I had passed 300 times. And sure enough, along these gorgeous trails, she took the pathway. The next day I went back by myself. I went through the woods with this stunning table. And I got to the bottom of the forest and I thought, Janine Thompson, there's a table in this forest. And I'm like, that simply cannot be. There aren't tables in forests. <laughs> and sure enough, I walked up the hill and there it was. So every day I packed up my chairs and I communed with the wisdom of nature, the wind, the land, the creatures, the trees. And I just listened and through that process of listening, I received uh, the seven principles I call the soul solution uh, that become a blueprint for how you can live your your greatest life, your best life, um, both from an earth view and a soul view. I call it the beauty of the ant because we are both human and divine. Hmm. Well, that is something that has been... Uh... Uh, reiterated over and over and over again on this program by guest after guest after guest. And I know that for some folks, it's a hard one to comprehend sometimes because the material world has such, such a hold. Um, I often, <laughs> when I'm driving through towns, whether it be Phoenix, where I was born and raised, whether it be Los Angeles or even Santa Barbara, where I live now, if I see one of those um, uh, air-blown, wiggly creatures, plastic creatures uh, at a car lot, or a giant gorilla on the roof of the, uh, of the car dealership, or anything along those lines, or even uh, um, metallic streamers, they wouldn't use those if it didn't work. Mm -hmm. And if that is what, <laughs> if that is what attracts us to go in and buy a car, Lord help us as a species. But again, the, the, the methods that advertising and marketing use, if they didn't work, they wouldn't do them. So obviously they work. I don't know who it is, whether it's the, the female or the male that's attracted by the gorilla <laughs> or, or the, the dancing hands thing or whatever it is. Um, it's, it's just to me, it's like, uh, okay, I, I could just sit here. Okay, well, Janine, uh, you know, it's just been a, oh, butterfly, you know. <laughs> We're so easily distracted. Well, here's the deal, though. It's brilliant on the part of the marketers, because really the message oftentimes in media, marketing, magazines, TV shows is you are not enough. You don't have the right house. You don't have the right retirement. You don't have the right clothes. You don't eat the right thing. We have gimmicks to draw your attention. And it's pulling you away from your power saying, go fix this. And then your life's going to be better. And what I'm saying is certainly throw them into the hopper of consideration. But when you want to discern your truth, when you want to have the most reliable uh, answers, pathways forward, there's one source. And that's returning to the inner core of your being. Mm. Returning to the inner core of your being. Wow. Yeah. That, is, uh, that is something that we really need to take in because <clears throat> it's, um, uh, and I put it this way, there was a time some years ago when I would watch these different documentaries of people going to different parts of the world and they would find what looked like the ultimate quiet spot. Mm -hmm. Well, if I could just find that, just find that quiet little space on the planet somewhere, uh, just to be alone for a little while. And then the more I thought about it, I thought, well, no, wait a minute. If I can find it, then so can others. Yes. Uh, yes. This is part of what happens with these small little, I'll call them villages or hamlets, and people will come across them as they're driving across the country here or elsewhere. Oh, man, this is so cool. I, I think I'll move here. And then another and another and then, and then it's no and now it's a big city. 
Yeah. And now it's a metropolitan area. It's like, what happened to the small town that had was so quaint and so quiet? And then it finally dawned on me, there is a place that nobody else can get to. And that's inside. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And I will be the first. I would think that we would probably, regardless of how much we do spend time in that still quiet place, sometimes we tend to feel guilty for not spending enough time. I should, I know I just spent 52 hours there, but I, I, I need to, I should be spending more, you know, kind of thing. Well, you know, you do have to, to work and earn the money to put the food on the table and gas in the vehicle and clothes on your back and so on and so forth, because that's the world in which our bodies live. We live in an and, right? We live on earth and, and we are supernatural yeah. too. So in this beauty of the and, we have to navigate the and. Now, what I find fascinating about nature, who is our greatest teacher, I'm still looking. I'm still looking for uh, the, the, the rabbit, the antelope, the hawk, uh, the smallmouth bass. Uh, you can go on and on and on and on. Polar bear, I don't care what, iguana. I want to find that uh, creature on the planet, aside from the human being, the homo sapien, who uh, stores up for more than a year goods, uh, who basically uh, just continues to remodel and remodel and remodel uh, their living quarters. Uh, who uh, has to keep up with the badgers and the squirrels as far as hairstyle and clothing and on and on and on. When I think it's best put, at least by a passage I know from the Bible, that says, um, why worry for what you will eat or wear or where you'll lay your head? Look at, look at the birds. Look at the birds or the butterfly. Oh, butterfly. Um, they don't toil. And yet, look how they're taken care of. They're cared yes. for. They've got everything they need. And so I sit here thinking, gee, if, if it were possible, and I just feel like it is, but if it were possible to be able to live in a place where I would do what it is that I do, my life's purpose, and all of my needs, not wants, but needs were taken care of, just like in nature, you know what? I'd be, I'd be a really, really happy camper. And I know that that's easier said than done. But I also know that it is possible because there are people who actually they will, they'll move away from civilization. But see, I don't want to move away from civilization. I like people. Yeah. Yes. Obviously. Maybe so, what you do? Uh, I guess. I guess what putting out that intentional. I guess. I guess my question has to do with how do we how how do we manifest that which we know we should be doing, or do we really need to manifest anything, and do we just trust the universe to provide? Mm -hmm. uh, what a brilliant question. So there are a couple of pieces to that in terms of how do we manifest it? I, I know I might think differently about manifestation here. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that um, our role is to tune inward, to shift from our busy brain to our core and literally just join the rhythm of the breath. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to ask questions. You don't have to sort the options. You don't have to control everything. Just tune in, ask the questions, and just follow the rhythm of your breath and listen. And I promise you, life is always speaking to us. It might not be in that moment of stillness. When people are starting, I tell them 30 seconds to two minutes. Because many people have stories going, oh, my God, Janine, I can't do this. My busy brain is way too active. I'm too type A. 
So, <laughs> you know, I can't do this or I don't want to be with myself in quiet because maybe I don't like who I'm being right now. So there's all sorts of reasons to avoid it. But the job of doing nothing right now is simply feel the breath. We're disembodied. Leave your busy brain. Come back inside. Feel, just feel the breath enlivening your body and listen. And some point during that day, the next day, whenever it is to bubble up, you are going to have that same knowing you spoke with about earlier in the show. It's like, got it. Now I know what to do. And in terms of being taken care of, I think nature is, I agree with you, it's a phenomenal teacher. It shows us that there will be a continual cycle of birth, renewal, and death. Mm -hmm. That we we can trust the flow of the seasons. It's there to be instructive. We're going to have times of drought and times of great harvest. We're going to have times where we see no foliage on our gorgeous trees. And yet, the IntelliKey in nature reproduces itself. Well, we have an IntelliKey too. So an IntelliKey means your realization of potential. So it's the IntelliKey of a caterpillar to become a butterfly. It's the IntelliKey of an oak corn seed to become an acorn tree. You too have an IntelliKey. And in our human mind, we don't know what that is. But as we tune inward more and more and more and walk through life, noticing what you notice, it's as simple as that. What do you notice? That's that's a wisdom bit for you. Mm. And I believe what you're meant to, quote, manifest will, in fact, through your openness and willingness uh, to be used as the highest expression for the greater good will be realized, but not through control, through the utter brilliance of life. A wonderful phrase I heard years ago, become part of the process, don't try to control the process. Yes, yes. and it was one of my hardest things. I would be like, okay, this is how it needs to look. I'd like this to happen in this way, in this order. Chop, chop, let's get on this, you know? And so it's hard for us to do that. And I think that's one of the things with a lot of the manifesting things. They're like, think it, um, be it, do it. Uh, If you think it enough, you will make it so. I think that while it's wise counsel, we need to become the vibration or frequency of that which we desire. So if we want more love in our life, We need to find a way to go spread acts of kindness and joy and sprinkle little love bombs when we move through our day. But it's beyond that. We're part of a co-creative system worldwide. And what is to be realized through us, I trust will be. Talking with Janine Thompson, JanineThompson.net. 911 from your soul is the title of her latest work, and we're going to continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and um, 911 from your soul. Uh, very interesting title and the conversation that we have been having here on the program. And Janine Thompson is our guest, and uh, she's a person uh, wearing glasses. Uh, description auto, uh, d- uh, description automatically generated with low confidence. Janine Thompson is a transformational coach, a speaker, and an author whose breadth of knowledge and experience spans multiple disciplines and professional expressions from clinical psychotherapy to global business to advanced spiritual growth. And at the core of her diverse career is a passionate dedication to helping individuals live their highest potentiality. She shares her journey and how others can reach their full potential in her first book, 911 From Your Soul, uh, World Changers Media, published in September of this year, coming out uh, next month here. Uh, we're getting a sneak, pre- sneak peek, if you will. <laughs> 
And we're very grateful for that sneak peek, Janine. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself from the standpoint of your upbringing, philosophically. How were you raised and where are you today? How has that changed? Or if it's been serving you since childhood, uh, if, if that's the case. Yeah. So I grew up in a small farm community and there were some pillars of that small farming community. One, values, uh, integrity, hard work, pitching in for your neighbors if there was a funeral. Like in a, in a town of a thousand, you all come together and there's a real beauty about that. Mm hmm Religion was a very strong organizing principle. I think we had seven, we were a small country community, seven churches in our immediate strong area. Um, so I had the gift of being raised with a very strong mother and family um, who lived really just value oriented life. Um and I would, so that's been a part of my work ethic and desire to serve and excellence and the importance of family. I was also say though, that I grew up Missouri Synod Lutheran, and it was very much my understanding as a young child through seventh grade was, you know, God was a white man in the sky and the power um, was outside of me and albeit very loving, also quite judgmental and exclusionary. And so in my 20s, when I began to explore all sorts of religious perspectives, I, um, I still believe in a higher power, but I believe in a, a co-creative power that mm -hmm. that divinity resides within and yes we are certainly supported through a whole celestial realm beyond us um but it's a it definitely is a shift from how i grew up well as a psychotherapist uh, you would probably agree that we all uh we could all use a little help um from time to time so let's talk about the the celestial world if we can for a little bit here and how we access that assistance that support if you want that help mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so i think that there are a whole bunch of ways to access it i'm going to go back to one of your and i favorite things which is nature nature you know i think the nearly eight billion expressions in life are uh, representation of divine expression, nature being one of them. I'll give you an example. One day I was preparing for a really tough client and uh, I went outside to my herb garden and I wasn't excited about this session. And I usually am. Mm -hmm. And I looked down and there was the clearest heart shape um, cut out on my basil plant. And I closed my eyes and I said before, notice what you noticed. I noticed the heart shape. I closed my eyes and I said, what does this mean? And I heard the strongest whisper inside that said, Janine, find the love. Find the love in this person. Find the love in this working relationship. And I tell you what, I went into that next session and it was fundamentally different. So nature, it's interesting. We can go to nature with a question and a, and it will speak to us. Songs on the radio speak to us. Uh, overheard conversations speak to us. Hopefully something in our rich dialogue today will go, huh, I wonder. You can sit in prayer and say, hey, a little help here, please. <laughs> you know, there are just innumerable ways. I always say to my clients, test and explore. Mm -hmm. I I won't know your pathway, but you will. Sometimes you read Rumi or sacred text that you might not even understand, but you get goosebumps and you're like, huh, there's something here for me in this, you know? So it's it's endless. It might be an animal, you know, animal totems. You cross the street and you see a deer looking at you. Go type in deer animal. 
there's usually great messages yeah. about how it might send you on a pathway of exploration. So life speaks to us in innumerable ways. We just need to ask. Well, I say this uh, half serious, half facetiously, that, uh, um, and, and we've, we've heard the stories on the news about how uh, the NSA has uh, you know, been tapping into phone conversations and stuff. They're looking for key phrases. And so to those who are listening, first of all, let me say uh, that I, I don't know about Janine, but I am flattered that you find these conversations of interest. But more importantly, I hope that you glean something that will help you uh, in your daily life. <laughs> Absolutely, right. And, and, and thank you for opening up a space. This is a different conversation. Yeah. It's not a conversation that I had in graduate school 30 years ago. It isn't a conversation I was having in business we need to have these expanded conversations. We are so much more than any of us were ever taught we were. Oh, my gosh, yes. Janine Thompson, janinethompson.net, 911 from your soul is the book. This is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, I, I, I have to say that, uh, and I started using this phrase a few weeks or maybe a few months ago, and that is how, what a blessing it is to have you join here, us here on the program to share your perspectives, your ideas, your ideals, if you will, as well as obviously your book, your website, and the work that you're doing with us here on the program. I've often said it probably more often than most people would care to hear, but needless to say that these programs are, for me, therapy, okay? Because I do talk about uh, a lot about my own personal life. I have been for over 40 years. I mean, I, it's just, that's just me. Uh, and I've often said that if somebody has been listening to and uh, jotting down uh, all of the various aspects of my life that I've shared over the last 40 plus years, they would be able to write my unauthorized autobiography uh, because I've shared so much in that regard. Uh, but what I want to uh, know before we uh, before we wrap things up here on the program is what you have on the horizon. I mean, obviously, 911 from your soul is brand new. It's just coming out in the month of September 2022. But um, uh, I, I'm sure there's got to be something else that, that you are being prompted to put down, shall we say, on paper. Yeah, absolutely. So, listen, uh, my intention with creating this offering was to ignite the light, uh, that inner genius that already exists within everyone today and help them place a bet on themselves after they've reconnected with the amazingness of who they really are. And many years ago, I used to do a lot of large scale speaking. I want to return to the, the stage so I can reach more people and speak about the power of soul, the power of love and our ability not only to transform our life and touch loved ones or our immediate circle, but actually to assume a greater responsibility in healing and elevating our planet and humanity. Like now is our time. I, I think we're having a, a global 911. So part of what I've got on the docket is I want to be able to speak. I appreciate opportunities like today. Maybe there's, I don't care if it's one listener mm -hmm. or several listeners that they walk away and they're like, maybe, maybe, maybe I do know my way. Maybe I am where I'm supposed to be. And they feel inspired and they feel alive again for another moment. And the book may you know, continue to help nurture that. So speaking, I'm going to do some more writing. Um, and I just, uh, I want to be a part of creating the world, the heaven on earth that I know is possible. You know, I know that it's possible too. Um, I, I don't know what the probabilities are or what Vegas odds are on whether they will happen or not. And you know what? It doesn't matter. Because one of the things that I have concluded, and you obviously have as well, as, uh, as well, is that <clears throat> in spite of what we see and hear in this world, 
um, there is still the very distinct possibility that if enough of us, and Greg Braden, who's been on this program a number of times, has shared, that if we had a certain percentage, and it's a very small percentage of the population, um, out of the 8 billion, if we had a, a, a certain number of people who focused all of their attention and intention, we literally could change the world for the better for all, not just a select few, which is our goal here on Tell Me Your Story. I, I'm a huge Greg Braden fan. I totally believe that. Whether you look at the stats and say 2% or 7 or 8%, they're kind of all over the place. That's not very many people. We see that in huge meditations, what has shifted in lands and communities. We've got this. Our bet is us. Our time is us. And I have every single confidence that we can do this together. I find it interesting that it is typically, typically in times of crisis. I mean, it was like we wait for the crisis to step out and put out a helping hand to those who are different than us. Uh, and and I, I wish we wouldn't wait until crises. I wish that we would start now when things are actually, actually pretty darn good. And it's one of the things that I say about, uh, you know, wanting to change the world for the better for all people. Um, you know, uh, new paradigms for a new world is what it's all about and looking for those new ways of living. And it's not to say that uh, the life that we have right now is awful, icky, bad. We got to get out of here. No, 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 no. It's there's always room for improvement. Now that's on the physical, the material level, certainly. But I think that the only way that we're going to improve is if we again, as you continually reiterate, we go within and we answer that nine one one call from our soul. I'm Richard Dugan. This is Tell Me Your Story. We're talking today with Janine Thompson. And JanineThompson.net is the website. And we encourage you to go to her website and uh, find out more about the work that she is doing. 911 From Your Soul is uh, the book that uh, she has just released or actually will be released in September. So we certainly hope that you will uh, get a copy of it through all of the usual outlets, Amazon and all the other good places. And uh, we certainly hope that you'll tell folks about the work that she is doing as well. Um, Janine, on this program, we ask three final questions. Now, you may have answered these three questions in the context of our interview, but I like to ask them directly. Uh, something tells me that there's a book that will come out of these three questions. Uh, I'll be compiling from all of the, I'm going to say thousands, if not hundreds, if not thousands of guests that I've had uh, on this program in the almost 15 years we've been doing this program. We celebrate September 7th of this year. Congratulations. With year That's hats off to you. Well, thank you. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's for, I took my hat off, folks, uh, those of you who are not watching the YouTube video. But uh, before I ask those questions, I want to address you, the listener and viewer, and I want to thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story. New paradigms for a new world as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. We are here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and Wednesdays at 9 a.m. with a special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We uh, we podcast the programs at, uh, let's see, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations, too numerous to mention. Thank you for those who are reposting. I really do appreciate that. And then we uh, have a video cast. I like to call it a video cast on YouTube, the channel Richard Dugan, Tell Me Your Story, where you can watch. And uh, we are increasing the number of listeners, uh, as well as uh, those of, uh, listens, as they call it, uh, that people have listened to over 85,500 podcast uh, listens. And um, it's just it's just remarkable, uh, the, the number as it continues to grow. We also ask that you spend time, as we have been talking, in that spend some time in that stillness, listening to that still small voice, just being quiet, 
and maybe it, with your physical ears listening to what's around you, if you maybe you can get to uh, a quiet space, a, a, a park somewhere. Uh, we had a beautiful park in Phoenix. I think it's still there. It's called Encanto Park, and it had a had a lagoon and. And it's just a big, wide-open space. Not quite like Central Park, but, boy, it, it was a pretty big park. Loved bicycling through it, too. Uh, we also ask that if you can support us financially, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, and uh, we have a PayPal account. It is there for your security as well as ours. And uh, any contribution, any amount is uh, absolutely welcome. And we thank you, thank you, thank you for those who have helped and those who will help as we move forward uh, towards, uh, well, quite honestly, towards 2023 and whatever is coming next in our, uh, in our human existence as well as our spiritual existence. With all of that being said, we now go to uh, our three final questions. Uh, for our special guest who has written a book called 911 from your soul janinethompson.net is the website. Just want to get that out one more time. And the first of those three questions is, who is Janine Thompson? Who is Janine Thompson? Well, I am a spiritual being having a human experience. I, I love life. Uh, some of my most treasured beings are my children, Tanner and Taylor, and my family and friends that I have been just hit the lottery with I've had groups of friends for over 50 years that we've oh. walked through yeah it's amazing 52 years and 45 years uh, that we've walked through everything in life literally the all the machinations of life um, so I'm a lover of life <laughs> I love cooking I love music I love yoga I love nature I I yeah I just love getting the opportunity to get up and have another swing at this gig every single day and uh, my prayer is that in who i'm being and how i show up that i'm a lighthouse in some way that somebody's path is lighter and brighter uh, because of our interaction together what is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now yeah, I want to bring back the power of love and soul to business. Uh, they are two atypical conversations for business. As I shared before, I believe that business is the largest breathing organism alive. It has the possibility to be the biggest change agent in the world. And if, and if we can grab the hearts and the minds of leaders internally, the systemic impact, not only to the employees, the customers, the climate, our global relationships, like we can change the fabric of life. And finally, what is your life's purpose? My life's purpose is love. Janine Thompson, again, thank you so much for this opportunity to get to know you, to find out more about the work you are doing, as well as the book 911 from Your Soul. And uh, we hope to have you back again. Thank you. I'd be delighted to be back. It was really fun, Richard. Much appreciated. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to Lal and Jeanette, I am listening. <laughs>